Shannon Miller at Lizlin on the Twitters. Not Ben Travers, Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And happy Friday as we record this. Happy Monday as you listen to it. Uh, ben and I are both pretty tired. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's been a long week. Ben, 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 ben got sick. I got a little sick. We're not holding it together great. It's a lot of TV. It's wearing us down. Yes. It's only March. Yep. Um, I, I'm glad that I'm going to get a whole two days off uh, for next week. That'll be nice. I won't have. To, I won't be able to watch the TV, Benjamin, unless I download it to my iPad. Yeah, you'll still watch it. I mean, I will probably download some TV to my iPad. Um, I wonder if the new Netflix screener site lets me do that. Probably interesting to discover. Uh, but we're going to talk about a show that you know may. This this is an insane Friday. There were like ten shows coming out today. Um, all of which had various levels of interest for various reasons. Uh, and one that may slip under the radar a little bit more than it deserves is uh, Hulu's new show, Shrill. And uh, it is a show Ben reviewed very positively at South By. What was what was that screening like? Uh, I didn't get to go to the screening. I was, uh, <laughs> I was detained at another screening uh-huh. that overlapped and did not give out screeners, so I had to... Uh, stay there, even though I'm not allowed to talk about what happened at that screening. Oh, really? We some sh- people use embargoes, some people do not. Oh, boy. Um, I want to hear the story there, but off mic. Um, in the meantime, uh, we can talk about Shrill. It's out today. It's on Hulu. You should watch it. It's great. It is great. Yeah. There's been a, a kind of surprising on my end... Um, divergence in reviews like uh there's been um a number of kind of dissenting opinions that uh make note of all the positive qualities especially ad brian's performance uh while at the same time kind of i mean at least a lot of the ones i read seemed to skew toward uh book readers where they just didn't think it kind of captured the uh the voice and the i guess the shrillness of um of Lindy West's original novel, but her mm-hmm. original memoir. But, um, but yeah, it's been interesting to kind of watch everybody's reactions to it. And now that it's out in the world, we're going to see, you know, the real people's reactions to it as well. And um, I mean, I think there's a lot to discuss within the show. Uh, but first and foremost, Liz, I know you watched it a while ago mm-hmm. um, and and really enjoyed it. What were your what were your thoughts? I mean, I just thought, I think honestly, I was really excited by the fact that tonally it what didn't feel like something i'd really seen before i think like it really found it really found its own voice relatively quickly which is impressive for a show where they only had six episodes in their first season to really find that voice um and i think especially noting like like ad bryant is so good at it largely because she is it's weird like rewatch it's been weird like watching her on snl lately and just being like seeing how big she can get, like seeing her dial it back so dramatically for that, for for Strel was you know wonderful. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. She did. Uh, she she does a great job. She's really great at kind of finding each little note within 
all of the kind of information and emotions that are flooding over at once like so much of the dialogue and conversations are loaded um, with both like micro and macro aggressions as I wrote a little bit about my review which I thought was a really impressive way to kind of cover a wide swath of of substance like of what uh, this this woman goes through on a day-to-day basis and has been going through for so long um, and Brian is just so good at kind of hitting each one of those notes with um, a lot of specificity and over the course of the six episode first season which um, I guess we should explain what the show is about yes. very quickly but uh, just to finish up um, over that over the course of the season she really builds and builds and builds so she starts somewhere where she's kind of smaller and insular and keeping to herself and she then becomes more and more expressive and more and louder and louder as she goes uh which is really refreshing to see um even though yeah you're right she, she never really blows up like she never really goes like full tilt if you will but i feel like it's coming uh which will be exciting too because you can tell she's ready to go there yeah i mean i think it's more just that you know she plays such big characters on snl that i mean she's done acting work before like appeared in number a number of films in small roles but this is really like her time to shine and i think uh, and what's uh so at, at tca's which is when i watched this um i talked to a bunch of people except for 80 unfortunately um didn't end up getting her during south by either via phone um very annoying uh not very annoying it's the right amount of annoying um i i, I still want to talk to 80 but the thing that was really cool about talking to the eps um was the fact that everyone was really interested in the idea of coming together and using Lindy's book as a jumping off point but then really finding like something like unique to the show like it's not it's not Lindy it's not by the end of it it's not really Lindy it's not really 80 it's a very singular creator a very a very singular creation in Annie and uh it's basically what my interviews are about like and talking about all the ways in which like people change like reality changed and uh like you know they they altered things very specifically um to get away from what actually did happen um have you read the book Mm -mm. uh what's really interesting is that there's a troll storyline um, over the course of, you know, over the course of the season. Because Lindy, it's not Lindy, geez. Um, the character of Annie is a writer trying to, you know, break, you know, working for a small, like, uh, Portland-based publication. Uh, but they have a website. Um, it's, I mean, this is clearly a riff on uh, Lindy West's time working as a writer for The Stranger in Seattle, um, where she worked for a boss who may or may not have been Dana Savage and who John Cameron Mitchell strongly resembles at least in all these cases um but like John Cameron Mitchell who I did talk to he talked about how like he didn't even read the chapters of Shrill that were about the uh, Lindy Lindy's back and forth with Dan Dan Savage over certain issues um and also um like so like that was a big change another big change was the uh lindy's lindy's father passed away quite a quite a while ago um and not quite a while but a few a few years um and that's handled differently in the show than it is uh than it is you know in real life and also the troll storyline um 
in real life, it was so much worse. Like, what happened to her and the guy who ended, she ended up confronting. Uh, I, I'm getting a little spoilery here. I feel bad. Um, but yeah, like, all the differences between real life and fantasy, and, and, and not fantasy, but the way they told the story on the show, like, all those differences and nuances are really interesting. Yeah, and, uh, you know, to back up a little bit again, the, the show is, is about Annie, and it's about, um, you know, she's got, a, she's got a job at an alt weekly in, in Portland. Um, she lives with her roommate, um, who, oh man, what's the name of the actress? Oh, Lolly. Lolly, last name I'm looking up now, but she's, she's so good. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, just really fun and on point, and uh, can deliver those kind of wonderful little asides and quips like as you're floating out of the room without you know losing any of the the gravity of the of the joke or the burn um anyway she's she's pretty content with her life um in a way that's almost problematic like she's got a uh i don't even know what to call him a a friend who she has sex with like he's not a boyfriend at the start um i mean he's he's a he's a casual thing Right, right. Yes, he's very casual, but he like he's he he doesn't treat her that well, and and she just kind of accepts it and and goes along with it, and um, that's how she is at work for a lot of the time. And then um, I don't even want to give this away. I don't know if it's in the trailers or anything, but uh, something happens in that first episode that kind of triggers a, a reawakening, and she has this very kind of open discussion with her roommate about um, what she thinks of herself and like what kind of thoughts go through her head and what they need to do to kind of um, restructure and reformat that so that she can become a little more in control of her own life and, and, in, and getting the things that she actually wants to go after. So um, it's a Hulu original series. Um, it was developed by Lindy West from the book uh, as well as developed with A. Bryant and... The uh, there's Alexandra Rushfield who right, worked right. on a number of shows, and Elizabeth Banks is also a producer on is it. Isn't is an EP, yeah. Uh, and I mean, Lauren Michaels is an EP as well, just because of the company. But um, but yeah, it's 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 available now on Hulu. It's only six episodes; they're half hour episodes. Um, but you're right; like it's it's something where what's been interesting is as it started to come out is is the idea that you know everybody who read something and then watches it comes in with expectations and comes in with kind of an idea of what it should be and what it should be doing or you know you could see it as um it's trying to do something and because you expect it to try to do that thing even if it's not actually trying to do it you just see it as failing to do it instead of the fact that it's just not going after it um or you know people just spotted things uh, in it that that you know we didn't or that uh we disagree with but um I actually get really excited whenever there's this much kind of discourse and um, uh, divergence of readings of a material because it is obviously very smart. Um, the characters are very well built and the story is, is pretty strong. And um, I think it's an easy thing to watch. Like I think it's something where you can kind of sink into it. You don't really want to stop, which is always a good sign. And even though it's only six episodes, it's it's pretty rich with with uh, with rewards, with with um, both information and catharsis, and um, a lot of kind of inspiration and just stuff that we haven't really seen before on TV, which is was exciting to me. So um, I don't know. I'm I'm curious, kind of about where the 
line is and where they're going with it and and like how much of it they want to make and um well they they definitely hope to make another season they would hope there they also said they'd hope they, they would hope for more seasons the catch of course is that um the window of time that ad brian is available is very limited um because she still has her quote unquote day job and so i believe like for season one, they had two months for the writing and two months for the shooting, which is not a lot of time. But um, I think, like, the, the they did mention, like, hoping for at least eight episodes for season two, should they get it. And the nice thing, though, about, while A.D. Bryan has a very limited window of time, it does kind of put the pressure on Hulu to make a decision for renewing it sooner rather than later. Um because uh, they, if, if they're going to do it, they need to get the ball rolling. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, again, like, it's 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 about kind of, you know, how far they want to go with the story and how far they see this journey going and what else they want to talk about because um, I felt like the, the end of the first season is something where, you know, again, no spoilers, but it's something where they leave things a little open-ended in terms of where it might go next. There's a few dangling threads, um, but it's also just kind of, uh, I don't know, just wide open, just like a little bit scattershot where you could see them kind of going in a, a bunch of different directions, which, you know, in an ideal world, they'd get to do all of them. But um, one of the things that's that's, I think, really that people should really respond to it. The series is just kind of how self-aware it is. Like they, they look internally a lot and they, um, they don't let the lead character off the hook for a lot of stuff. And, um, her friends, her coworkers, uh, you're kind of asked to be put in a lot of different shoes and a lot of different perspectives as you walk through the show, which keeps it very active. And at the same time, like it's, it's pretty funny. Like the dialogue is smart. The, the quips are always there. Um, the, the performers, as we talked about, really know exactly what they're doing and develop a good rapport. But, um, but yeah, I just, I mean, as they continue to explore these characters in the story, I'm, I'm hoping they take at least, at least a little, a little bit of a step away from season one with one of the characters. Uh, I don't, I don't love the boyfriend and how long he sticks around. Um, I don't know how important he is to things as they proceed, but he was really sucking up time during the end of the first season. So um, we'll see how it goes. But I, 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 I'm very curious to see what they do and, and um, what more they want to talk about. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the thing, the thing, it's the thing. The the issue with it being you know quasi based on reality is like, you know, apparently in the writers' room, their whole thing was like, let's just throw every terrible trait we ever had in our worst boyfriends at this character. Um, and then, uh, like, he hosts a podcast, for God's sake, Benjamin. A podcast. Um, but uh, he... But this, the, this is where it gets into the real-life question. Um, like, Lindy is... I, I know her through social media. Like, Lindy is married now to a very wonderful-seeming guy. Like, um, so hopefully, like it works out like so basically it's like the question of like how closely it's actually going to stick to reality is like in season two especially like they seem to have that character around for a very specific reason 
but he's definitely not the man she ends up like Lindy ended up with but that goes back to the whole divide of you know how much are they going to stick to the fiction versus fact yeah and they don't I, I think that they at least to me it and having not read the book but from seeing the responses to so many people who did it feels like they've already made so many choices to you know tell this story as this story and do what's best for this as a show and as as uh, a character who's being birthed on this show instead of a character who exists in a lot of different areas elsewhere um so you know i hope they're i hope they kind of continue to recognize that and take the proper measures to develop her and and put her in more fruitful scenarios where we don't see so much repetition with certain things but um but yeah i mean part of it is just wanting to see 80 kind of keep the spotlight to herself a little bit more um like the, the ensemble cast that they've got in true supporting roles are great but it almost felt like at times that this this guy would take over you know a plot to himself when it just doesn't it doesn't work like that doesn't yeah. he doesn't there's a yeah, there's, yet, a, there's so. a couple of episodes where he has a b plot that is like well they really wanted to use this guy and i'm sure the actor is a fine human being but you know and it's interesting because you know in comedy and tv there's so many things where you know if you get signed on as a series regular or if you just signed on for a show and and you know they like you or they know where they're going to go with you or they had original plans with you then they'll find ways to kind of keep you around and in like 22 episode seasons you'll have those episodes or those little arcs that don't work as well um but when you've only got six you've really got to you know kind of make the most of it even if it was eight so um but yeah i i don't know i i think shrill is gonna get a lot of good conversations started um I think it's a very smartly written program and um, it's weird. It's like I I immediately want more and yet at the same time I feel like I should be going back to revisit and just kind of remind myself of certain qualities that were great about the first season because it's it's worth a couple of views. Fair, yeah. Hopefully people check it out. Um, usually I feel like we have a good track record with telling you guys to watch shows and then you doing it. Um, so please do so. Um, in the meantime, Ben, what was the best thing you watched last week? Uh, the best thing I watched last week was another Hulu original uh, called Rami. Um, it premiered at South by Southwest, and um, it's from a creator called Rami Youssef and uh, co-executive produced by Gerard Carmichael. Um, it's really good. Like it's 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 uh, it's just kind of about. It sounds very much like a conventional, almost prestige you know, half-hour comedy these days where there's this guy who's going through kind of a, a, a late 20s period of, of not doing a lot, and he's trying to get himself into gear, but he's also trying to solve these bigger questions about his religion and his family and where his ideologies lie and kind of uh, reconciling the viewpoints of his generation versus the viewpoints of his parents' generation and um, seeing those through uh, the sphere of of a, of a of a Muslim kid in New York City, uh, or actually in New Jersey, um, gives it a lot of power, and um, it, it exposes people to, I guess, somebody who doesn't who's pretty unfamiliar with that um, way of life and with uh, the Islam in general. I, I was pretty interested in the show all the way through, so. Um, but it's also just really smart. Like it just tackles things in a really, um, kind of 
aggressive but uh, confident way, and they develop friendships really well on the show, and uh, they do a good job of kind of breaking out episodes when they need to to say like this is this is an important aspect of of his life or of his sister's life or of his mother's life. Like they they know kind of when you're starting to feel like oh you know I, I kind of need to know a little bit more about that person to get invested, and then bam you are. Um, so it's it's one of those shows where I think it'll get a lot of attention because um, there isn't a ton of Muslim representation on television these days. But at the same time, it's worth noting that it's just it's a really good comedy on its own terms, just as a comedy um, and as a, as a story. So uh, it's good. Yeah. I, how many? How much of it feels focused on the religious aspects? I was I was I was surprised by that aspect, uh, that element when I saw the trailer. Yeah, it's very it's very focused on that because it's a big part of his life, and um, he's trying to kind of come to terms with how important that is to him and to his generation like what he has to kind of abide by what he has to tell people you know how much can he tell them without like uh, when he's dating women like how much can he tell them without scaring them off um does he need to like date women that his parents approve of so that they're kind of prepared for like all the stuff that comes along with with dating him um and then like balancing it with what his friends and buddies are telling him to do because of what they've done because most of them are already married or uh, with somebody so uh, the religious aspect is is very prominent but um, yeah makes it good makes it ask big questions cool what was the best thing you watched Liz uh, I'm just gonna say the good fight remains a show that is really interesting and like as someone who watched the good wife um, and still now keeps falls up this show um, it's been really interesting like the good wife was in many ways a pretty conventional legal drama. Um, the good fight's just insane. Like, all the aspects that they... They just keep each season getting weirder and weirder. Um, and in really interesting, innovative ways that, you know, are pretty surprising. And there's lots of interesting twists. The one catch is that if you did actually enjoy the procedural aspect of the show... Um, that's not there anymore. It's just lots of lawyers, you know, con- you know, conspiring and you know, offices and whatnot, and very little courtroom drama. Um, but it's you know, it's still finding really interesting ways to talk about issues that clearly matter a lot to the creators. And I think um, it is going to be interesting to see how people react to the use of a Michael Jackson song um, in the second episode. Um, just because it's Michael Sheen singing it. Um, but hey, Michael Sheen doing anything on screen is pretty fascinating. Even if it's a fascinating, maybe a bad way. Uh, anyways, Ben, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to Gotham. Elizabeth. Oh, we have to watch Gotham. We should be. I need to definitely be hardcore catching up on Gotham. I think we've got until April, uh, like mid-April, because they're taking a little break between... Right. Episodes before the finales are the last two, I think maybe mm-hmm. air. But we've gotten screeners um, for them. I yeah, think. but I need to. I need to catch up still. So right. I've been. I've been waiting. I think the time is now. So Gotham is on the horizon, and uh, I'm excited to see how it ends. Very cool. What are you looking forward to, Liz? Um, what we'll to decide exactly when I'm watching it because um, because I'm not. I don't believe I'm reviewing it. I don't have any coverage planned, but. 
uh, there's a show keeping keeping this keeping this hundred percent uh, CVS All Access. Uh, the Twilight Zone is coming back, uh, and we received a few episodes of that already uh, via screeners. Um, and I would like to watch it because uh, I think uh, I think at the very least the casts the cast they've assembled for each episode has been have been really incredible. That trailer was really well done. The one they released a, like a week or two ago. Um, and I think there's a really interesting... Oh, God, it was like three weeks because Kate was here for the Oscars. Um, but, yeah, it was... I think that's a show very much worth talking about. And I'm sure we will be talking about it. And writing about it on IndieWire.com where you'll find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like. Make sure to listen to IndieWire's other podcasts, including... Turn it on. No, wait, that one's gone. There's no more turn it on. I mean, Mike Schneider's out there, guys. He's with Variety. You can find him. Yes. Um, but in terms of IndieWire podcast, make sure to listen to the one that started it all, Screen Talk with Eric Cohn and Ann Thompson, as well as The Great, The Wonderful, The Perfect, my uh, two times over, maybe three times over now roommate, Chris O'Fault's Filmmaker Toolkit podcast. Yes. Um, Chris and I were talking about how many episodes he does of his show versus how many episodes we do of our show. And he was vaguely staggered. Like, it seems like he's been doing it almost as long as we have, and he's done, like, 70. Yeah, but his are all interview-based, so... Yeah, it's a little tougher than me throwing something at you and saying, what are we talking about today? Correct. Um, but we will be back to do so next week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. And you can find Liz on Twitter at Lizlet. That's with an I and then an E. Correct. Uh, like I said, back next week. Thank you for listening. I mix up the order of the things, but... Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, have a good one. Get some sleep this weekend, Benjamin. You too, Liz. Yes. And when I'm not doing that, you know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to keep watching television.